Welcome to Where Medicine Meets Ministry. Dr. Cherie Talks Faith and Facts, a podcast that explores the relationship between faith and facts and its divine impact on the coexistence of mind, body, and spirit. Here's Dr. Cherie, a medical doctor, best-selling author, international professional speaker, breast cancer survivor, and the queen of how to let go and live today and every day. Thank you for joining in to another episode of Where Medicine Meets Ministry, Dr. Cherie Talks Faith and Facts. Today I want to talk to you about wanting things easy. Um, During this time, I've had the opportunity to reflect about how my faith was formed as I look back over my life. And one thing I've come to know is that we all want easy. But the reality is we weren't made for easy. Being alive entails more than mere existence. And the human existence paradoxically is so frail and yet so powerful. Hooking into that power is what allows you to turn struggles into triumphs, bring visions into existence, and dreams into reality. So when I look back over my life, it is in the struggle, it is in the squeezing times of life that my faith really grew. I've delivered hundreds of keynotes, including a TED Talk and a commencement speech at Northwestern University. And I can tell you that the reason I've received standing ovations at every single one, from audiences of 50 to over 40,000, is because I allowed myself to be vulnerable and I shared my raw and intense emotions of loss, fear, confusion, and pain. But I completed the story with the blessings of my suffering. Because, you know, as the saying goes, the proof of is the proof is in the pudding. And hanging tough through tough times, and most of all, hanging tight to God, that is what has built my faith. Naturally, when we are going through, we have the tendency to look outward for help, to look outward for assistance and answers. And I have been listening lately to voices demanding more, 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 looking to someone else to solve their problems. And listen, I get it. I totally understand. Because when you are squeezed, you cry out in desperation. You are looking for solutions. You're looking for help. You're looking for aid. And you want it quick. I know. I have been there. But I have learned that God is the one to call out to when you feel under pressure and you're hurting because life is not easy so stop looking for easy we should not even seek 
easy because remember I told you earlier we weren't made for easy simply because we have to live life here on earth and life will happen it will have its challenges but how you live your life is up to you there are going to be some things that are completely out of your control as they happen to you but you do have control over how you respond and so we need to stop looking for easy stop seeking for easy but who we should seek is God and the word seek means to go after to chase down to search for ask consult if you want to seek God you make him your priority and you don't stop chasing after him even when you feel satisfied because chasing after him allows for an element of contentment God wants us to learn to be content because he is more interested in changing our circumstances. I'm sorry, he is more interested in changing us rather than changing our circumstances. And so as a result, in changing us, we learn what contentment is really all about. Because the word content means being satisfied to the point where nothing disturbs you no matter what's going on, but not satisfied to the point where you don't want to see anything change. We all want to see things change, right? We all want things to get better, but where you are right at this minute does not have to disturb you. You can choose to believe that God is still working things out for your good and that you will see the results of it in due time. And so when you truly seek him, you don't stop chasing after him even when you're satisfied because that contentment in you won't allow you not to always seek for change. It allows you to be comfortable where you are, but not necessarily satisfied and not expecting and wanting things to change. God tells us, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. And this promise to the people of Israel can be claimed for us today just as easily as it was for the children of Israel back in ancient times. It is readily, that promise is readily available to us today. And in finding him, we find rest for our weary souls. He is the source of rest because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And so instead of looking for that easy way out, instead of looking outward for other individuals to give us the answers that we are seeking, seek God. The answers could very well come through an individual being used by him, we as vessels of God, uh, and we deal with each other uh, on a one-on-one -on -one basis. We're here on earth. Uh, we are not in heaven. We have to communicate. We have to participate. And so 
the answer you may get may come through an individual but the source of that answer came through God because you're seeking your the source for your answer is coming from the source that can truly provide you with the answer not an answer but the answer so seeking out other individuals you'll get an answer you'll sometimes get tons of answers leaving you with a whole host to choose from and sometimes leaving you more confused than when you started but I can certainly tell you this when you seek him your confusion will go away because he will make your vision and your path very plain um, and your vision can be very focused there's a writer uh, Harper Lee he once wrote people generally see what they look for and hear what they listen for so the question is what are you looking for what are you listening to maybe it's time to stop watching non-stop news and listen to a much more sure report and that report is the report from the Lord the report that God says for you but you won't understand know, comprehend or begin to even formalize a way to carry out his plans when you don't take an opportunity to seek him look to the hills from what's come your help that means looking to God for your help and then listening to his voice whether or not his voice is through scripture whether his voice is through your pastor your the voice could come through a neighbor voice could come through a prayer partner voice could come through uh, an inner peace in your heart about a decision uh, that you've chosen to make he can speak to you in various different forms but you do need to know and understand that you're better able to trust that form of answer when the person you sought after was him rather than a number of individuals offering you their opinion which depending upon how vulnerable you may be you may accept their opinion as your answer because it was the easy answer that you were searching for but I will repeat life is not easy we were not made for easy so therefore stop seeking easy let's get in and do what we need to do let's do the work let's put in the work let's put in the time because it is during those struggles that your faith will get built and I'm telling you on the other side of that not only are you stronger you are wiser you are more equipped for the next event when life happens and I can assure you as long as you are alive life is going to happen but you'll be better prepared for it and now you can become a source of an answer because of your built faith that when someone else seeks God when they're going through their struggle now God can use you as an opportunity to answer their inquiry because now 
when they approach you, God has already given you your testimony as a resource. And now your testimony can help answer the questions that they may be seeking because you were made through your testimony and they sought the prime individual that can help them on their journey and help them discover their true path and that is God. And so I will ask you to make sure and to consider that maybe it is now time for you to look up and to listen to God's word. Some of you may be standing on the edge of a steep precipice at this very moment, wondering, will I jump? Will I fall? Or will I simply not move at all? We all come to that point in life when we must change our outlook and start looking ahead to a new way of doing things, a new vision for life, a renewed faith in the power of what it is to simply be. If you want something bad enough, nothing, and I mean nothing, will stop you from reaching your goals and dreams. It's amazing what you can do. Just trust and believe in yourself. Allow your journey in life to make you comfortable with uncertainty and improvisation. Then you will live wisely and well, not in spite of your troublesome journey, but because of it. And the reason why I'm able to speak so freely and so assuredly about not searching for easy, for not looking so much outward to other individuals to answer and solve your problems is because of the testimony that I have lived. Um, one uh, that is and will be with me for the rest of my life unless God decides to wrought a miracle is my lymphedema. Now, when I was going through my breast cancer treatment, I was just just hurrying through, doing what my doctors advised, getting through treatment because I had a life to live. And I didn't necessarily think about complications uh, because, shoot, just getting through treatment alone was enough to think about. And so for me, while I was going through it, in my mind, and I think every patient just hopes that I'll do what the doctor tells me to do, um, I'll become cancer free and I may have some symptoms while I'm going through, but then once I'm done with this, I'm done. I, I realize I'll need to get my mammograms regularly. I need to be more conscientious about knowing my body and doing self exams and in being more vig vigilant about my health. I get that, but I'll be done. Well, that wasn't my testimony. I was one of, uh, 40% uh, of individuals, um, who, uh, acquire lymphedema after a cancer diagnosis and lymphedema occurs when the lymph nodes uh, that uh, provide uh, support to uh, the affected limb 
when they no longer work because they were destroyed from cancer, from surgery, from radiation or chemotherapy. The lymph nodes in my right armpit are completely destroyed. 16 of them were removed during surgery, uh, but the remainder of them were just shot after treatment, chemo, radiation. Um, and I ended up with severe permanent swelling of my right arm, hand, and fingers. And um, it, I hate using the word devastated, but I think in the moment that was the best word I had. It devastated me because I'm a physician and I'm right-handed. And so having this debilitating swelling, I was unable to perform the clinical functions of my job. Even after going through 16 weeks of daily physical therapy, I'm talking Monday through Friday, the only days I had off were Saturday and Sunday and Saturday and Sunday, I still had to do my own wrapping and taping and, and all the measures that I was taught in physical therapy, just taught to do them on my own over the weekend until I reported back on Monday. And after 16 weeks of physical therapy, um, I received two pieces of news. One, that I would be relegated to wearing compression garments 24 seven for the rest of my life in order to control the swelling and uh, surgical options um, were not viable for me. And so I had to swallow that pill that I now had a disease that will remain with me for the rest of my life. And a disease process that is a reminder of one of the most tormenting, difficult, challenging, feeling like I'm never gonna come out of this tunnel time periods of my life. Um, putting on compression garments daily, a total reminder of my struggle. Um, looking at my compression garments uh, before I put them on, but looking at my limb slowly but surely swelling more uh, without putting them on, um, a constant reminder that one disease caused another and a constant reminder that this is reminder that this is something that I will live with again like I stated unless God wrought a miracle uh, but the second piece of devastating news that I was facing was while I was out doing physical therapy and was out on FMLA um, the job that I had um, I was terminated from an executive management position from an organization that I thought that I would one day retire and so not only do I not have the career that I've spent my entire life preparing for, but now I don't even have the job that I had been working at for the past six years and was expecting that, oh, this is the job. This is the 20, 30 year job. I'm good. I'm set. Now that's gone. And now lastly, I have lymphedema, a permanent condition, a condition that if it got me fired, terminated from this job, how can I expect to try to get another job someplace else? Uh, which was exactly the issue that I had. Every position that I sought for, typically as a physician, they want you to maintain at least a 10% active clinical practice. And that is extremely difficult to do when you have lymphedema. 
But I can tell you that on the other side of that struggle, even with the continued daily struggle of living with lymphedema, my faith is stronger now than it has ever been. My ability to communicate my struggles, um, my turmoil, and my difficulties uh, roll off my tongue. And, and the reason why that's a good thing is that there are many people who are very private about health issues or things that they may go through. And I probably would say looking back on it, I was too, not because I was embarrassed. I mean, I was a physician. I, medical stuff happens. So it wasn't that I was uh, embarrassed by it. I was just private about it because, well, I didn't want to share what I was going through while I'm trying to help people with their struggles. So, you know, I don't put it on my shoulders. I, 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 don't, I don't wear my burdens on my shoulders. I don't talk about it because I want people to look at me as everything is all good so that they can know they had my undivided attention so that I could meet their needs. Uh, but what I can tell you is that by opening up and by being free and sharing what I've gone through, people have been, I think, even more so moved um, by the help that I've been able to give them, even from a physical and spiritual or financial standpoint, because they know the history behind what I'm doing for them. They know that the struggle was real. They know now that when I help them out, I'm not helping them from a place of never being hurt, of never facing a, a life-threatening disease, of, of never facing a major loss in life. Uh, they now can look at what I do for them and even to them um, as even an added blessing because they realize and understand and appreciate the history behind the sacrifice. And so now being able to share what I've gone through uh, verbally and freely and being an open book, my life can now uh, benefit and penetrate the lives of individuals that I had never been able to reach simply because I was not allowing my voice uh, to heal, not allowing my voice to be an avenue where someone else going through this tunnel and not being able to see the light, my voice of my story now became their light, something for them to hold through, hold on to as they were going through their own journey. And so I say to you again, don't be so quick to want what's easy. Wanting what's easy will leave you wanting because life is not easy. The struggle is real. But the help that is available to you in God and the help that is available to you when you seek him and allow him to answer that seek with God-given resources, strength, plans of health, prosperity, and um, forward thinking in the new path and vision for your life when you do it that way, then what seemed almost sometimes insurmountable, what seems so hard and, and, and possibly just quite frankly unattainable, now becomes that much more easy to accomplish. Not that it is easy, but it becomes 
easier because you have the strength and you are fortified with what you need to move forward in your life. And I'm Dr. Cherie. Thank you for listening to another episode. And I want you to remember, be present, take charge of your life, and live today and every day. You've reached the end of another episode of Where Medicine Meets Ministry. Dr. Cherie talks faith and facts. Be sure to visit MedicineMeetsMinistryPodcast.com to join the conversation and to view the show notes for this episode. And follow us on Facebook at Where Medicine Meets Ministry, on Instagram at Medicine Meets Ministry, and on Twitter at Med Meets Men. That's M-E-D meets M-I-N. If you love the Where Medicine Meets Ministry podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. And to connect with Dr. Cherie, go to drcheriemd.com. That's D-R-S-H-E-R-I-M-D.com. Until next time.